0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I believe the Church of Jesus Christ ought to be a lively place. Uh, I believe we ought to feel something when we come in, when the presence of the Holy One is near, well... It changed Moses. They had to cover that rascal up. He'd got so much of it. When we get in the presence of God, it ought to change us somehow. I I don't normally walk around crying, but I can't help it when I get in the presence of the Spirit. And uh, I'm so grateful to be here. Appreciate the grace and the love of God. I can't say enough how desperate I was for just the comfort to come tonight. I don't know why, but... Just needed it so. Turn with us tonight to the book of Ruth, chapter number 2. I want to preach to you on the grace and the love of God. Amen. And that's exactly what has been sung to us. It's what we were singing about in the hymns. Uh, It's what we were testifying about and praying about, uh, the grace of God. And uh, I'm so glad that I'm saved, and I want you to see a pattern of God's goodness from the book of Ruth, chapter number 2. Amen. Ruth, chapter number 2. I will let everybody get there as we're going to start at verse number 1. Ruth, chapter 2, verse number 1. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean Ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servants that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men? that they shall not touch thee. And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground. She said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, (laughs) that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed me, all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that Thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. And Boaz said unto her at mealtime, Come thou thither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, <laughs> that she may glean them, <laughs> and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until Eden, and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, what she had brought forth, and gave gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, this man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabitess said, he said unto me also, thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest.'" Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz, to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest, and dwelt with her mother-in-law. I'll stop right there. Father, thank you for your word. Boy, how we long, God, for you just to speak to us for a while. Separate our minds, I pray, from the distractions of life and all of the things that are outside the doors of this place. Lord, may we sit in the heavenly right now and just bask in your love and your grace. How we thank you for it. We're desperate for it. We just appreciate the kindness you've shown us already. Go before us now and may all this honor you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise His name. Well, I said I want to preach on the grace and the love of God. I believe you'll find it evident in the verses that I've read to you, and I want to try to help us to see that. But I want you to know that I believe that that Ruth was a woman that had made her hope in God. You'll find in chapter number 1 when Naomi had made up her mind to go back into Bethlehem that Ruth clung to her mother-in-law, wouldn't let her go. As they stood there, and in my mind I picture this as uh, the two daughters-in-law hugging and weeping over their mother-in-law whom they'd grown to love so dearly. And as uh, Naomi tried to be honest with them and said to them, Look, I'm going back home and there ain't nobody there that I can offer you, there ain't no men there's no husbands that I can give you and uh, what you need to do is you just need to stay here go back to your own families and, and live with them or depend on them and the Bible said that one sister-in-law Orpah, the Bible said that she she weeped, wept with her mother-in-law and said goodbye and she went back and that left little Ruth there hanging on to Naomi and uh, she tried her best to convince her Naomi And Ruth said to her, said, entreat me not to leave you nor to return from following after you. For wherever you go, I'm going to go. Where you lodge, I'm going to lodge. And she finally got down to the point and she said, and your God is going to be my God. (laughs) And Naomi said, she couldn't persuade her otherwise and I reckon she said, well, come on. And they headed back to Bethlehem. Now, Bethlehem had been in a, in a great drought and there hadn't been no harvest in Bethlehem in quite some time but the reason Naomi was going back home is because somebody told her that the barley harvest and the weed harvest it was growing and it was going to be a great harvest this year and what Naomi recognized was that God had once again began to show his love and his grace on that little place called Bethlehem and she headed back to Bethlehem. The Bible said when she got there, they had settled in and what little they had left. They were broken. Naomi was clear to make that a statement. As people said, is this Naomi? She said, don't call me that no more, but call me Mara for bitterness has come to me. And and she had a great loss in her life. And I can see a lot of people today that seemingly the light has gone out in their eyes. They just seem to have lost hope, and I tell you when their hope is in this world that's what'll happen to us when we anchor what's precious to us just around us now I'm just like anybody else I don't want to lose my family, don't want to lose a spouse or children or grandchildren but here's what I'll tell you my hope ain't in this world, friend, ultimately, my hope is yonder in glory, and that's where I'm headed, you see. There's something that ought to always bring hope to the children of God. We don't die in this world without hope. If we have hope in Christ. We've got a better day coming. But I want you to see what happened to uh, in the life of this young woman, Ruth, after she had made a commitment to God and had given herself to be a child of God. The Bible said there in verse number, verse number 2 and 3, I want you to see that God put her in the right field. And now I don't know how many times I don't want to just give my testimony, but I'll say to you this, that I believe God put me in the right field. When I got saved, he told me that he would order my step. Ain't that good? <laughs> that he'd set my feet on a solid rock and he'd established my going, friend. I don't believe the don't believe the career I ended up in was a happenstance, don't believe it was coincidence, I don't believe it was an accident. I believe that God is in control of all those things and I don't have a great deal to say, but this, that God's been good to me. You see, I, I believe that since today I got saved, that grace has overshadowed me. I believe that the favor of God has been on me. Now, doesn't mean I don't have hard times. I don't struggle. I ain't experienced grief or hardship. I have, and all the children of God will. But may I say to the children of God, He'll put you in the right field if you'll trust Him, if you'll walk with Him. And Ruth didn't know where to go. She didn't know what to do. All she had was a little instruction from her mother-in-law and said, well, when you get out there, just find you a field and, and stick with it. Just get somewhere that they'll let you glean and, and try to stay with it. And the Bible said that uh, when she got out there, the scripture said in verse number 3 that it, it was her hap. Now, that's a way of maybe saying happenstance or it just so happened that she came upon this field that a man named Boaz happened to own. And she didn't know Boaz owned it. She didn't have no idea what was going But oh, ain't it like God, you see, to put us right in the field where we need to be? I wonder today how many are kicking against the pricks when it comes to just doing what God says to do. Listen, I believe if we'll just obey God and we'll trust him, he'll put us in the field that we need to be in. Oh, what grace was being shown to Ruth right here as God led this little gal who'd never been in Bethlehem before. She'd never gleaned after a bunch of reapers like this she didn't know what it was all about and yet I believe the providence of God was intervening in the life of this young lady that said your God will be my God I'm going to follow him and I believe that God of Israel I believe he began to work in the life of this young girl and the Bible said that she just happened to show up in this business field where uh, Boaz owned part of it. the Bible said in verse number 5 You'll see there the Bible said that Boaz, he he came from Bethlehem out to the field to oversee what was going on in the reaping there. God had put this young lady into this field in particular. She didn't know what she was doing but there she was on the outside of the field and as they were uh, uh, harvesting there, the scripture said that she was out there just gleaning on the edges what was allowable by law for the those that were poor, they were allowed to go around the edges and just to kind of pick over what was blowing off to the side or what was kind of left out there. And she was just doing that little part. And the Bible said that old Boaz came. The Bible said from Bethlehem, he greeted the men. And scripture said in verse number five, then said Boaz unto his servants that was set over the reapers, he said, whose damsel is this? May I say to you today that God put Ruth in to the view of, Mo- of Boaz. Aren't you glad today that God has the power, amen, to put us in the view of whoever he needs? I'm glad one day somebody said to me, one day I got lucky and married a good woman. I have to believe that God had a part in mine, amen. I met her in church, but I don't believe that's why... Uh, that she appealed to me so much. Amen. She's awful good looking and, and she's willing to sit close to me and, and she did go to church but you know what? I believe God had a hand in that. I, I believe since I was a young man, I believe somebody praying for me that God would send a woman to me. God would send a helpmate for me and I believe for him that somebody prayed for me. I want you to know that I've got a God that's able, amen, to bless me in all kinds of ways. I'm grateful to God tonight. I wasn't smart enough to get a pretty woman like that but she saw me. Amen. He put me in her view. I'm not trying to make it too personal but let me say to you, God's grace is great. Amen. I wouldn't take nothing for the journey now. Wouldn't trade for anything. I'm grateful to God that he put me in her view. Bless God she had to run me down. And that's a true story. She's smarter than I was. Ain't it good when God does things that are just by grace? I've talked to many of folks that uh, they ain't had it near as good thank you. on the second or third or fourth wife. And thank I think to myself, thank you, God. Thank you. I have nothing to say, but grace prevails. I believe the goodness of God was at work in my life. I believe he was gracious to me and loving to do such a simple thing as that. You may take it as nothing, but I consider it the grandest of things to have a God smile on me in such a way to put me in the view of another. The Bible said in verse number eight, the Bible said as Ruth had spoke, she said to him, verse number seven, said, I pray you, said, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now. Now this was his reapers saying what she had said to them. Then said Boaz, verse number 8, unto Ruth. He speaks to her directly and he says, hearst thou not, my daughter? He said, go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Um. When it comes to grace, grace is the unmerited favor of God. Now, but I want you to see the grace here that Boaz was bestowing on Ruth specifically. He said to her, he said, hey, he said, I want you to go nowhere else. He said, how about you just stay right here? This little field right here, he said, you just stay with my handmaidens. You just stick with them. May I say to you today that God has shown me his favor in so many different ways that... I like Ruth have to say what she said. The Bible said after he had said that and he had said, let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap and go after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young man have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, why have I found grace in thine eyes? She had no idea what God was doing. Man, you ever been into that place where you just didn't recognize what all God was doing? But oh, I want you to know, friend, that if you put your trust in Jesus, that grace will prevail. Grace is leading you into a place that you've never been. Grace is bringing things that you've never experienced. Grace is helping you in ways you can't imagine. Here we find Ruth as she hears the words of the owner of the field who was saying, hey, listen, I don't want you to go anywhere else. I want you to know that I've spoken to my young men and they'll not lay a hand on you. They won't bother you. When you're thirsty, he said what they've drawn and they've, they've got his water, he said I want you to know that you're welcome to all of it. He told her there, he said, I don't want you to go in any other fields. I want you to stay right here. Oh, the grace of God. Amen. How it brings my soul to that broken place. Just like old Ruth, when she fell down before Moab, and she said, oh, that I have found favor in your sight. That you've been friendly unto me. She didn't expect something like that. I don't know about you, but the grace of God still amazes me. It still amazes me. Oh, he said, don't go anywhere else. Do you know, friend, that we don't have to go to anybody else's field? Exactly. Huh? There ain't anywhere I need go once I get into my father's field. Amen. <laughs> hey, he brought me there. He put me there. And bless God, he said, I want you to stay there. Everything you need, he said, it'll be here. Amen. You won't have need of nothing else. Oh, she found Grace. In the eyes of Boaz, and she recognized that. Let's look here at verse number 11 and 12. The Bible said, and Boaz answered and said unto her, he said, it hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. And how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and thy land of thy nativity and art coming to a people which thou knewest not heretofore. And here's what Boaz said to her. He said, the Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. (laughs) May I say to you today that that day, that very instant, now I'm still trying to relate the relationship of Boaz and Ruth here, but the Bible said at that very moment we find old Boaz's heart starting to be revealed. As he was at, he had heard about this young lady He had heard about her resilience And her unwillingness To go back into that wicked Mo- Moabite land He had heard about her unwillingness To leave her mother-in-law Who was a widow indeed He heard of her determination uh, To give up all the gods of Moab And to cling to the God of Israel Moab had heard of the commitment of Ruth Of Ruth to Moabitess And he said to her that day He said I've heard what you've done And I'm glad, Priam, that that day God put Ruth into the heart of Boaz. He began to see this woman for who she was and recognize that God had made a work in her. May I say to you today, I stand here a product of grace. I'm a product of the goodness of God, of the outcome of the love of a holy father that's worked in the life of a wretch. And may I say to you, he put me in the heart of his son. (laughs) on the cross he looked and saw his seed oh God how did I ever get into the favor of God how did I ever get into the stream that flows with the goodness from heaven in the heart of the one that loves me Oh, he said, I've saw what you've done. I've saw your commitment. I've saw your faithfulness. I've heard of how you've done these things. And he said, I just want you to know I'm expecting the God of Israel under whom whose wings you've come to trust. He said, I fully expect him to repay you. I don't know about you But I'm not in this for repayment I'm trying to get to heaven (laughs) But you know what's going to happen According to the scripture There's a payday coming someday There's a day coming When we'll lay everything down in this world And we're going to inherit some things That are priceless by measure Amen The world can't describe them We can't compare them to anything down here But I want you to know There is a bitter land that's coming And the Lord will repay those that are faithful the grace of God had come into the life of Ruth now she didn't even understand what was happening had no idea what was happening but old Boaz had done laid eyes on a woman that he thought a great deal of already the Bible said in verse number 14 verse number 14 and Boaz said unto her at mealtime come thou hither and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn. And she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. May I say to you that the grace of God has put me at his table. better ever eat at his table? You know what I'm talking about? I've been eating at his table ever since we got here tonight. <laughs> Randall, how in the world do you and I ever get to his table? That was grace. Amen. That was grace, you see. As old Boaz looked at Ruth, he said, hey, he said, we're going to eat directly. He said, we go going to eat. He said, I want you to come in the house. You ever been in his house? <laughs> Sit at his table The Bible said, he told her, he said, when you come in the house, he said, you sit right by my reapers. Now, she was a Moabitess, number one. They wasn't supposed to affiliate with him, right? She was a dark-skinned lady, a Moabitess, and and, and, and she even said it right there. She said, I ain't like you other handmaidens. Why in the world are you showing kindness to me? But he looked at her and he said, I want you to come eat with us. I'll tell you, one of the greatest things that God's ever done for me is to invite me to eat. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Let us come into the throne of grace with boldness. I'm grateful to God that I've never been at the table of the Lord and left hungry. Yeah. I've never sat down at the table of the Lord that I wasn't satisfied when I left, that I got more than I was expecting, that the glory of God comes through the blessings of God when we can put our feet under the table of God and all the grace that prevails every time I sit at the table of God. Oh, that a sinner could sit at the table of God, that a Moabitess could sit at the table of Boaz. He said, hey, he said, when it comes time to eat, he said, I don't want you to sit out there and chew on a piece of wheat or barley. He said, I want you to come in the house. So said, I'm going to ask you to sit at my table. And he said, I'm going to ask you to eat with my reapers, my servants. I want you to come and just sit with us. The Bible said when she came in there, she sat down. <laughs> well, she didn't feel worthy. I'll tell you right now, it was probably a hard thing for that girl to walk into that house and all them other people and they look different than her and talk different than her and it was a different nationality and yet, and yet anything I've ever done, I had to take at least a step toward him. I had to at least recognize that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust him in this. He could have embarrassed her. He could have done anything, but you know what she did? She just trusted the word of Boaz. She just said, I'm just going to believe him. I don't know about you, but when it comes to getting to the Lord's table, it's all about just believing him. It's all about just trusting him. And if we'll just hear the command of God, the Bible said she went in there and sat down, and they began to eat. And next thing she knows, here comes Boaz, big hand, sticking a plate over with parts of corn. He said, well, some of this. And I believe he done took a fancy to her. You ever felt like God thinks of us that way? I felt sometimes like I was his only child, didn't you? Amen. Like I'm the only one he watches after. Amen. The only one he's taken care of. Yes. He fed her good. The Bible said she was full when she left the table. That'd probably been the first time in a long time she had been full. And when she left the table of Boaz, she was full. Look with us now at verse number 15. The Bible said that Ruth, but Ruth she... Caught up and left. And then Boaz made this statement to his reapers. He said, and when she was risen up to... <laughs> he looked at him old boys that was doing the work for him. He said, you listen to me. The Bible said he commanded them. That's pretty sternly, wasn't it? I believe he caught every one of their eyes. And he said, you listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. He commanded his young men and <laughs> said, let her glean... Among the sheaves. Now that wasn't allowed, for it was with the sheaves. That was where the good stuff was, and that was where the but where the the landowner was getting his harvest from. the The reapers or the gleaners were supposed to stay on the outside edge, and all they got was the little bit that fell around there. so oh, boy, as he told them, he told them men. He said, "Now you listen to me." He said, "You let her glean among the sheaves." Amen. He wasn't saying that she she wasn't supposed to work. They wasn't supposed to hand it to her. He said, he believed she'd do her part, right? I believe you would seen that. He said, but here's what I'm expecting you to do. When she slips in there and sees some by the sheaves, he said, don't you say nothing to her. You let her have all she wants from that. I want you to know that God has done laid some there for you too. Amen. What you got to face tomorrow, may I say to you, everything you're worried about, God's already worked out. He done made preparation for you. But Ruth didn't have any idea what was going on. She didn't know that it was the grace of Boaz, a man that was filling her sack while it's was getting too heavy to carry. He looked at them men. He said, listen to me. He said, you let her glean among the sheaves. Don't you call her out for it. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, you let handfuls of purpose You let handfuls of purpose fall right in her path. (laughs) I can't imagine what Ruth was thinking when she was gleaning around through there, walked up there, and there was a pile of wheat to be picked up. Picked it all up, stepped up a little more, and there was some more. I want you to know that when I got saved, there were handfuls. There ain't been handfuls of purpose every day of my life. God has been placing things for me that I never even knew would come. Amen. Amen. Handfuls of purpose. And you see them old boys murmuring to themselves "said we could have been done with this if we hadn't keep throwing it all over to the side. But old Boaz had it made it clear, he said, I intend for her to have a sack full of stuff when she leaves here. Make sure that them handfuls of purpose are going out. You ever wondered where... where I, I'm amazed often at the grace of God and the goodness of God. Right about the time you think you don't know what's going to happen, the next thing you know, God has just laid something in your lap and you're in awe of it. Handfuls of purpose. Aren't you glad that you're one of the purposes of God? You're one of the reasons, friend, that his grace still flows. Verse number, verse number 8, I'm going to go to chapter number 3 if you want to go with me. Let me give you the, the context here since I didn't read chapter number 3. But the Bible said that old Ruth, she gleaned all that that had been thrown her way. And she, she beat it out and got what was good, right? She didn't take chaff home, right? That's the stuff that you burn or you, or you, 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 you send it to the wind. No, she hammered all that out. What she took was the goodie, and she had a sack full of. <laughs> she came dragging that thing into the house and Naomi's eyes that big. she said, "Where were you at today? Where did you get all this?" She said, "It just so happened. I, I got into the this little field, and there was a fellow named Boaz. He let me eat with him, and my goodness, all that I gleaned. Now, Ruth didn't have no idea what was going on, but Naomi did. Naomi had figured it out. She said, that's a kinsman. And she said, he's being awful good to you. And so the Bible said that she told Ruth, she said, you're going back. I can hear Ruth in my own head. She said, yeah, he told me to come back tomorrow. She said, no, you're going back tonight. The Bible said she cleaned her up. I'm sure she needed cleaned up. Cleaned her up, put a little perfume on her. And she said, I'm going to tell you just what to do. She said, you sneak in there after dark. And she said, you mark where old Boaz lays down. And she said, when all the lights are out, she said, you get in there and you lay down at his feet. And when he wakes up, She said, you tell him this. And she did. She did everything she was told to do. Boy, here's the part I want you to see. Part of God's grace puts me at his feet. You see, I don't know about you, but any time I want to go, I can get right to the feet of the one that died for me. To the one that gave his life for me, who commended his love toward me, and that while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. He can, he'll let me at his feet, you see. The grace of God. Oh, how it's magnified to us. Oh, Ruth, she did just what she was told. The Bible said she, she laid right at, right at old Boaz's feet. Verse number eight. And it came to pass at midnight that the men was a, that, that, man, that the man was afraid, speaking of Boaz, and turned to himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet, and he said, Who art thou? She answered and said, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Here's what she said to him. She said, Spread therefore thy skirt over, thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. Now I believe Ruth had already made, she had already made a commitment unto Jehovah. She had made a commitment unto the God of Israel, But when she went to Boaz that night, she laid at his feet and when he woke up and he he said, what are you doing here? And she she told him, she said, you're my nearest kinsman. You know what she was saying? She's saying, you're the only one that can help me. You're the only one that can save me. You're the only one that can deliver me. I believe she'd already made a commitment God but oh, she was fixing to experience something here that was grand and wondrous, because not only had she experienced the grace of Boaz and all of the provision that he had made, but she was fixing to experience the deliverance that can come from being at the feet of our master. I don't know about you, I don't know how many times he's rescued me or rescued you, but he's rescued me a many don't know how many times that I've had to lay at his feet Amen. to hear him say, why are you here? When old Bartimaeus was screaming by the roadside and they were trying to hush him up and finally the Lord said, bring him to me. And when he brought him up there, you know what the Lord asked him? He said, what do you need? Well, he knew what he needed. But he asked him, he said, what do you need? No, Bartimaeus, he said, Lord, he said that I might receive my sight. And the Bible said that he made him to see all the times that I have been at the feet of my Redeemer, (laughs) my nearest kinsman Redeemer. How many times I've been to the feet of my Redeemer and grace allows that. Grace allows me Little old me, worthless me, grace allows me to get to the feet of my Redeemer as oft as I need go. She needed saving. She needed redeeming. Oh, how many times that the Lord has saved us, redeemed us, cleansed us, helped us, delivered us, provided for us, rescued us. Whatever your need is, may I say to you today that grace allows you to be at his feet. It allows you to be at his feet. Now he could have done several things with that girl at that point. But she believed. And at his feet, there she lay. He said, what do you need? And She said, I need you to spread your skirt over me. Because you're my nearest kinsman, meaning I need under your wing. I need under your provision and protection always. The Bible said that Boaz told her, "Come get her soul." Boaz told her. He said, "As you have said, he said, so shall I be." He said, "Here's what I'll promise you." He said, the problem that we've got is that there's a nearer kinsman than me. There's one that's closer to you or your husband than I am. And he said, by law, he has the right to refuse you first. He said, but here's what I'm telling you. is that I'm gonna do everything I can to redeem you myself. And he sent her home. After he would blessed her with more food, he sent her home again. The Bible said, the very next morning, old boy has got up. He went into town. He found that fella. And he said, you heard, Ruth and Naomi are back. Yeah. And he said, Ruth needs a near kinsman to redeem her. You see, the only way that she could redeem the property that their husbands had once owned was to marry back into a family that could then redeem those properties for them. And he told that feller. he said, Ruth, Ruth needs a, a redeemer a kinsman. And the man said, well, he said, I'll do it. And he said, I just want to make sure you understand what you're doing. He said, because whenever she becomes your wife, he said, then all that is yours becomes her inheritance too. And it has to be split from all this other that you have. And he said, wait, wait. He said, I don't want to do that. Boy, he's pretty slick, wasn't he? He wasn't going to let her go. He He said, then can I redeem her? And he said, yes. Boaz took his shoe off, and he handed it to him. Right, that was a that was a, that was a contractual agreement. When a man took his shoe off and he handed, it to, if, if he took his shoe, the deal was done. They had witnesses all around. And old Boaz, he said, "Everybody see what's going on right here?" He said, "I am giving him my shoe, and that means I get to marry B- Ruth. I get to marry Ruth." I'm going to finish with this. Not only did Ruth end up married to Boaz, but God chose that that woman would become a part of the lineage of Christ. She's broke. That'll make it better. By grace, I am now in the lineage, the holy line of Christ. You see, the picture of grace in the book of Ruth takes a woman that had no way to get into that family. And within the first week in Bethlehem, she married to a dude who owns all this stuff. Who is in the line. And the first child that would be born was Obed. And Obed would have a son of his own named Jesse. And Jesse would have a son and named him David. Jesse had a bunch of sons, but one of them was David. And David's great-great-grandmother was a woman that once gleaned on the edge of the field when grace came. It makes me think of the the old song. that says that it was the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Do you see the grace and the love tonight? Everything that he did for Ruth was just a picture of what he does for us. The handfuls of purpose, all of the things that providentially God then does when we're one of his own. And he puts us in the royal family and makes us makes us one of his own. Oh, the grace. Oh, the grace that prevails today in the lives of a believer. If you're not a believer today, as she sings, I don't know your heart, but if you need to be saved, why don't you just accept the grace of God and say, Let me in? Won't you let Him make you one of His own today? Ask Him and He'll save you. If you're here and need the Lord, the altar's open. Go ahead and sing.